Today is one of my friend's fifth birthday. Now, for those of you that are doing the math, you will realize that today is leap day, so he's actually 20 years old. And I remember very distinctly when I found out that his birthday was on leap day, because it was probably one of the most awkward situations of my lifetime. <laughs> we were hanging out, and I was about 12, 13 years old at the time. I'm a little bit older than he is. And as we were sitting together, I, I can't even remember why I started thinking about it, but I turned to him and I said, you know what would really suck? To have your birthday on leap day. And I kept talking. I said, oh, you know, like, you would be our age, but you'd only be like three or four years old. And I kept going on and on about how much it would absolutely suck to be born on leap day. And as I'm talking, I turn to look at my friend, and he has a kind of cold, stony look on his face. I'm like, what, what's the matter? He's like, I was born on leap day. So... Happy fifth birthday <laughs> to my friend. But the thing with that situation is things aren't as they seem. Yes, he's only had five actual birthdays, but he's lived 20 years of life. This morning we're going to be talking about a story in the Bible in which things were not as they seemed. And the story we're going to be talking about is found in 2 Kings Chapter 6, verses 8 through 15. Once, when the king of Syria was warring against Israel, he took counsel with his servants, saying, At such and such a place shall be my camp. But the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are going down there. And the king of Israel sent to the place about which the man of God told him. Thus, he used to warn him so that he saved himself there more than once or twice. And the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled because of this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me who of us is for the king of Israel? And the servants said, No one, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So clearly this was, a very, this was a very tight circle of people that the king had given this information to. But as we know, God doesn't have borders. He doesn't have anything outside of his control. So he was able to tell Elisha this is what's going to happen. And that message was sent to the king of Israel. So the king of Syria said, go and see where he is that I may send and seize him. It was told to him, behold, he's in Dothan. So he sent there chariots and horses and a great army. And they came by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God arose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, alas, my master, what shall we do? 
this would have seemed like a very, very bleak situation because the city of Dothan was actually pretty small. Unlike the capital, Samaria, the city of Dothan could not withhold a siege. It would have gone down in a couple days even. This would not have been a long fight if they had chosen to fight because there was no army there. This was a hopeless situation. I don't know if you are aware, but America is currently in a mental health crisis. And this morning, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear your guesses as to what percentage of the population you think has a mental health crisis in a given year. Is it 1%, 2%, 5%, 10%? I want to hear your guesses. Close. Not quite. <laughs> it's closer to 20%. It is at 18.9%. And I have this graphic here to show you, and it breaks it down into a couple different categories showing which have the most issues with mental health challenges. And this is any mental illness. So this includes anxiety disorders, depression, bipolar, other mood disorders. So this is a pretty encompassing um, graphic. It's a pretty encompass encompassing number. But that number, 18.9 overall. Now, when you do the math, 18.9% of American adults, which there are uh, 209.1 million, equals 46.6 million people in any given year that struggle with a mental health disorder. Any guesses as to what percentage of that seek treatment? Is it 100% of that number? Is it 50? Is it 20? Higher. Yeah. It's higher than 10%. It is less than 50%, right at 42.6%, which seems like a decent number. But what that comes out to is 19.8 million people actually went and sought some form of help whether it be through a counselor, through a crisis center. 19.8 million people sought help. If you do the math, that means that there are 26.8 million Americans with an untreated mental illness. One of the most common mental illnesses is depression, specifically major depression. And, um, oh man, okay. <laughs> I forgot I put this graphic in last minute. Um, so this is showing in children. So in, child in adults, it's 18.9% of adults have a mental illness in any given year. In adolescents, it is 49.5%. In our young people, ages 13 to 18. It's a scary number. 
Depression comes in at 7.1%, which means it accounts for over a third of the mental illnesses that a person may have in a year. And how we're defining this major depressive episode is a period of at least two weeks when a person experienced a depressed mood or a loss of interest or pleasure in daily activities and had a majority of specified symptoms such as problems with sleep, eating, energy, concentration, or self-worth. And this study made no exclusions for depressive episodes that could be caused by a medical illness or substance abuse disorder. So this is really everyone with depression. They don't like select a certain chunk of people with depression for this. Some of the specific signs of major depression are persistent sad mood or empty mood, feelings of hopelessness or pessimism, irritability, feelings of guilt, worthlessness, or helplessness, loss of interest or pleasure in hobbies and activities, decreased energy or fatigue, moving or talking more slowly, feeling restless or having trouble staying still, difficulty concentrating, remembering, or making decisions, difficulty sleeping, early morning awakening, or oversleeping, appetite and or major weight changes, thoughts of death or suicide or suicide attempts, and aches or pains, headaches, cramps, or digestive problems without a clear physical cause or that do not ease with treatment. We've all experienced some of these things on this list at some point in our lives, and chances are there are people in this audience that have had a major depressive episode. It's a very pervasive problem in our country right now. And one of the things that makes any mental illness, but depression in particular, hard to deal with is the fact that you can't have that there's no one solution for the entire problem. No two people are affected in the same way by depression, and there's no one-size-fits-all treatment. One thing that makes people not realize that depression is so pervasive is the fact that depression can look like this. Or this. Or this. You can look like everything's fine, but still hurt deep inside. Depression can look like this. Or this. In the day that I took the photo there, I was in the middle of a major depressive episode. The, my service dog is there doing his best to cheer me up. But I was still able to put on a happy face and take a photo. But that photo does not reflect the reality of what I was feeling. In the picture here, I felt incredibly lonely because I was out of state with a group. I was away from pretty much all of my friends and family. And I was really struggling. 
but I still was able to smile for the camera. Depression is a very real and deep problem. Loneliness is everywhere because these things are a direct result of sin. This feeling that we are incredibly alone, that we are all by ourselves, that nothing can get better. And those feelings lead to this. Suicide is the second most common cause of death in people from the ages of 10 to 34. It's the fourth in ages from 35 to 54. Overall, it is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. It shouldn't even be on that list. But unfortunately, depression is pervasive. It's everywhere. It's in our society, and it doesn't stop. Back in 2 Kings, the servant said, Alas, my master, what are we going to do? We're surrounded. This is a hopeless situation. There is no way out. Elisha said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Depression cuts deep. But the reality is, even in those darkest, loneliest moments, we are never truly alone. It takes a lot to open our eyes to the fact that there are people around us that are ready and willing to help, that there are resources in place, that there is a God who cares. It is so hard to realize, and I know that better than anyone, because I have been dealing with depression my entire life. It's difficult. And for those of you here in the audience today, I want you to realize that I'm not expecting this sermon to cure you. But what I do want to tell you is that you have a God that loves you. That you have a church family that wants to support you. Right now, there are things happening. There's um, something that Pastor Mike is planning to help bring better awareness to our church family about mental health. We're working to better serve you. Depression and loneliness are so pervasive because it's a sin problem. It's something that comes because we have separation from God. And in this society, depression hits deep. But the reality of the situation is things are not as they seem. We are not alone. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you.
that no matter how deep the pain is, that we are not alone. I want to ask today that you open each person's eyes to the support around them, to the fact that you are there. Help us to realize that even in our darkest moments, that things are not as they seem, that loneliness is just an illusion that will be here on earth, but not in heaven, that you are there with us. Bless us.